Cheers, dear. Cheers. I like your shirt. I thought nice you would. color. I know. <laughs> I didn't wear anything fun. No. Just a regular green shirt. That's fine. I actually brought this to Japan and didn't wear it at all, so it still it, has like all the wrinkles in it from your eyes. my trip. Your it eyes does. match your shirt. Yes. He has gray eyes. They like change colors. Interesting. They do. Anyway, we're talking about <laughs> Japan. Japan, yes. someone just got back from there. Yes. You notice I haven't been in a few right nows recently because I've been in the land of the rising sun. So uh, I came back, I brought a bunch of cool stuff, and I wanted to talk about my trip. Yeah, so, so why'd you go? Why did I go? It was the 100th anniversary of Platinum Pens. So they had a big ceremony and they brought some of their top retailers from around the world and we were one of them, so that was kind of cool. So we were there, Anderson Pens, Bittner, and Pen Chalet. Traveling with there. John and Carol Gillette. Yeah, of Luxury Brands, the distributor. So, um, you know, I thought at first like it could be a little awkward, just like going with, you know, more or less our competitors, but it was very amicable. The pen industry is so cool and everybody's like really amicable and nice and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, so. I mean, we all benefit when everybody wins, you know, the whole yeah. rising tide raises all ships. So. Yeah. And so most of the trip was actually just going and kind of touring around Tokyo and getting a sense of Japan and kind of what was going on there. Um, but, you know, it was to build relations with, you know, luxury brands or distributor. It was to build relations with Platinum Japan mm -hmm. to kind of represent the U.S. there when they were bringing people from literally all over the world to celebrate their 100th anniversary. There were about 75 people there total that they brought in. So it was mm -hmm. pretty impressive uh, all over the delegation, world. if you will. Um, and then just to learn more about Japanese culture. And then they gave us a tour of their nib factory as well. So we mm -hmm. got to kind of see. But you couldn't take any pictures. I couldn't take any pictures of the nib oh. factory. It was killing me. And you didn't get to see like how the pens were made either. No, because they have different factories all over mm. Japan. So, um, but I did get to see some of like the final. Did you get stuff. a sense for how automated they were? Yeah, um, it's a lot of handwork. Um, at least in the factory that I went to, like um, the they have machines the and stuff. You said it's like a 15-step process. It is a 15-step process. No, this was just the gold nib, so mm -hmm. I don't know about the steel. It's like stuff for the um, uh, like the 3776 century. Yeah, that's what they were making. Up. Was 3776 nibs when we were there. Um, so they use machines and stuff, obviously, because they're you know forming metal right. into a nib. Um, but some of them are manually there. operated. They're all, yeah, like foot pedals and, you know, manipulating the, the gold by hand and stuff like that. So it was a very manual process. And from what I understand, they they like train every person to do like their part of the process. Their one step. Yeah, and they're like masters at that one thing. Mm. And they do that like all day long. Um, and they're like very intent, very focused. It's it, very makes you, it makes you appreciate just the work that goes into a gold nib, like wow, 15 Absolutely. steps to, to form that. And there are human beings touching every, yeah, step, every of step of the process. Every step of that process. Inspecting and checking and yeah, lots of That's lots of intentionality cool. behind it. So it's no wonder that Platinum ah, is some of the most consistent nibs. You hey! Inked, you inked me. Oh yeah, I brought that on the plane, so I may have a little wow. bit of ink on the nib. Um, <laughs> Thank okay. you, Andy. So <laughs> um, for me to travel over there, it took about 46 and a half hours to get there because I had a layover that was overnight and just because of the timing of the flights and you all that. You had to fly from, you drove up to Dulles, drove to Dulles. from Dullas to LA, uh -huh. layover, and yeah. then LA where you met up with everybody. Yep, met up with everybody Tokyo. and then LA to Tokyo and then the airport was like an hour to an hour and a half from Tokyo. So you had a bus ride? Yeah, at Narita Airport. So mm -hmm. it was uh, it was quite a trip. And then coming back, it was 28 hours, only 28 Short, hours. Because you had a shorter layover in LA, it wasn't overnight. And, and we flew overnight. Coming and back from Japan, so I had to sleep on the plane. <laughs> and so daylight well. savings. 
Yeah, it was just a kind of a mess. So it's definitely a hike to get over there from Virginia. It took you a couple days to recover. You were a zombie the first couple days back. I might still be kind of a zombie, but that might be more because we were back to normal life with Which is crazy. business and kids. But that, what are you going to do? So tell us about what you did there, Brian. Yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously like going there with Platinum and getting to see some of their pen stuff. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, you have some souvenirs. I have some souvenirs and I have some highlights of what I did. But... Um, you know, basically just like getting a sense of their culture, which is just very different than what we have here and very different than like Germany, Italy, which I've been to before. Mm. Um, you know, we're like very European influence here. Going to Japan, like more obviously Asian influence and it's just a very different culture than what we have here. Um, they're very quiet. Very intentional very focused, very like to themselves. Like they're very passionate people, but their passion is focused very like kind of inwardly. Very organized, quality focused, yeah. clean. Very clean, like at amazingly least At least Tokyo, clean. you didn't visit the whole country, but. I didn't, no. I went to Tokyo and then Mount Fuji and you know, a couple places around there. Um, but yeah, just really impressed. So um, just some highlights of random touristy kind of things I got to do. I got to go see a Shinto temple that was in uh, Tokyo, which was pretty cool. Um, got to see the Imperial Palace, not the inside, because they only open it twice a year. Um, but I got to see the outside in the cold rain. That was fun. Um, the rain then, or seeing it? Oh, just all of it. <laughs> it was a whole experience. Um, going to the Emperor's Garden, which is like owned by the city now. So you could go in there and we did a green tea ceremony with the tatami mats and the whole thing. And were there cherry blossoms everywhere? There were. They weren't really in the season yet. Mm, so there sure. were like some blooms that were starting to peek out. Um, went to the Tsukushi Fish Market, which was one of my favorite parts of the entire trip. You're not an adventurous eater. I'm normally not, but I just like, I don't know. On this trip, I was like, what the heck? Well, you're here. here. Yeah. If you don't like sushi I don't in like Japan, sushi, like, like, freshly caught that day. Then you don't like Japan. sushi. Like, come on now. <laughs> um, so I did kind of go nuts there. Um, I went to several different pen stores. Now, they have a lot of pen stores in yeah. Tokyo. So, so I couldn't that, That's a difference in the all. U.S. So, like, in Japan and some other countries that... I've, I've heard of oh, it's yeah. like a pen store in every corner type thing and in the u.s yeah. like you're there are some people who have to drive hours to get to one nearest pen store yeah, we're, we're much more online centric <clears throat> here there's still more brick and mortar it wasn't quite like a pen store in every corner like i was ex maybe well, expecting or hoping yeah, to but see then you also have like 12 story pen stores Right. <laughs> and there's a lot of what they call shop and shops. Mm. So you'll have a bookstore that'll have like a pen display of mm. Lamy and Pilot and whatever. Um, so there's a lot of that kind of thing. So there's, when you say like there's pen stores all over the place, there's a lot of that happening. Did you, you know? see a lot of the Japanese brands, Pilot, Platinum Sailor? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. The big three. <laughs> but there are a lot of other ones. I saw a lot of Lamy, I saw a lot of Parker and other things that were there. So mm. a lot of things I was pretty familiar with. Um, and then, so I went to Atoya, which is like huge, very touristy kind of, um, That's the big? Penn store. Yeah. Like a big 12 story building right in the Ginza, which is like the fifth Avenue of New York. Um, if you can imagine. That was where I was worried you'd never come home. Well, I could have stayed there for quite a while. He brought an empty suitcase over, by the way. <laughs> it wasn't empty. Eh, I brought a larger suitcase No, you, redis room. you redistributed your stuff so it wouldn't be empty, but basically it yeah. could have been empty. It you could have fit all your stuff in one. I could have bought more stuff, yes. Um, uh, so I did that. Went to another smaller, like, vintage store called Eurobox, which was kind of spontaneous. And that was cool because um, I picked up a couple of good finds there, one of which was um, this blue, 